So Joe, we were just talking about um, the local dog show. Yes, yes, which um, we're organising for Queen's Park Day this coming Sunday. And there are five classes. Um, I think pretty as pup, waggy as tail. Some there's one for the senior. There's an open one, and then there's something else that I can't remember. <laughs> now, is this the first year? Because I don't recall this at all. Huh? I don't recall dog shows. It's it was done for. It's been done for ages. It's done in the main arena, but um, we did it in 2019, and then of course COVID and everything kind of went, you know, as we know, into lockdown and everything stopped. Life as we know it. Um, so this is the first year since 2019. So yes, we're doing it again. So, and I just got some things from Hills Dog Food to uh, put in the goodie bags for to the entice winners. Them. Oh, for the winners! Okay, for the so winners, yes. So, so, so I've been busy doing that. So, so we're we're allowing um, 20 entries per class. Otherwise, it just gets too mental. And it will be ideally 10 registrations before the day and 10 on the day. But, you know, we're prepared to be a little bit flexible. But I think we have to kind of limit it to 20 people. Otherwise, it's just going to be a bit mental. Oh, well, unfortunately, Reggie's not here. He's at a wedding. Yes, well, I think Reggie, well, I don't know whether he'd get waggiest tail, but... uh, He'd definitely be a contender in the open class if he was there. Agility. Agility, yes, we should, I know. Do but, that next year, I'll help with that. <laughs> yes, that would be a good one, actually, having an agility one. But uh, you'd, uh, you wouldn't be able to enter Reggie, though, if you were helping. Oh, OK, all right. Not even the boys, couldn't they do it? Uh, oh, yes, they could, they could, <laughs> yeah. I know, but I'm not taking Brodie and Fee because... Uh, you know, it's just too much, really. Are the donkeys still there? Yes, and we sponsor the donkeys as well. Oh, they're my favourite. I always go early morning. And yeah, just go and have a I know, I know. Well, my mum used to have donkeys, and so that's why I sort of forced David to start sponsoring the donkeys. Oh, so I we... didn't know it was you guys. Yeah. So we've been sponsoring them for, God, I think, about 10 years or so. So, yeah. And I love them. I love donkeys. They are, besides dogs, my favourite animal. Yeah. No, they're just so gentle. Have we got three dogs? We we have three dogs. So tell me all about yours. So Brodie and Fee. Okay, Brodie, four years old. We're his third home. And he's part lurcher. Well, he's part Bedlington part unknown quantity <laughs> so so in the old days we would call him a mongrel but in these days of designer breeds he's um i don't know what he is really if he's just a large whippet with three legs i know it's absolutely amazing how she gets round i know and she was found by joe clark uh the dog trainer and uh, who's the animal welfare officer for various councils and he found her up in Barnet as a stray and she's now three-legged and not so skinny but she was just literally skeletal and she's had a real one of her back legs had been broken 
Right. And had healed, but wasn't weight-bearing. So you guys had to add, do the amputation? Yes. Well, it was kind of, do we do a sort of Noel Fitzpatrick super vet orthopedic procedure? Or do we just take the leg off because she's managing okay? And apart from cornering <laughs> at speed, she, she's, she does really well, so... Yeah, so that, that was a success story. But we tried to, we were going to rehome her and we'd had her in the practice because they'd done the surgery. And next door, uh, there were a hairdressers where, you know, the kind of eld- elderly ladies of Wilsdon would go to have their shampoos and sets. And it was a Saturday afternoon and uh, Shirley... The proprietor phoned David and said, can you come and get the dog? Because she was howling so badly that it was upsetting her ladies. Oh, really? So she came home. The purple rinse to us. Yeah. And we soon realised why she'd been abandoned, because she was completely unhouse trained. Ah, okay. So by the time we'd managed to uh, get that one sorted out... You know, she was so much part of the team that um, we couldn't rehome her, really. So she so, was all part of your clan? Yeah, she was part of the pack. So, yep. And I, you know, don't regret it for a moment. I mean, at the time I thought, for goodness sake, three dogs. But um, we lost Jerry six months later with a pancreatic, pancreatic thing in the middle of the night. And... Um, Oh, so he was sudden pain, was it? Did he? Yeah, he suddenly started vomiting at three in the morning, and he was dead by three in the afternoon. Oh, Joe, that's awful. I know it was hideous. Was that what happened on Marley and me? I don't know. Uh, did he? Did he have a pancreatitis? Pancreatitis. I just remember. Oh, I, I can't remember the whole story, but passed rather quickly. Yeah. Oh God, I mean, you know. Dogs dying, it's the worst thing. I saw, saw this Ooh. thing sort of on Facebook yeah. that was saying, you know, it's like there's a horror film or something and, yeah. and I'm saying, but is the dog okay? <laughs> well, they're, they're not only our sort of best friends, they're yeah. your companions. So they're, oh, yes. they're like a third leg, aren't they? They just yeah. come with you and they're just there. Well, depending on the nature of the dog. It's that unconditional love. Absolutely. When you walk in through the front door and, you know, even if it's only been a few hours, it's like they're so happy to see you. I know. An hour's like a year for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, where everybody else is kind of like muttering darkly under their breath, (laughs) (laughs) they just love you, which is great. Unconditionally. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and their life's mission is just to make you happy. Yes. As simple as that. Yep, yep. So did you grow up with children um, with um, dogs, Joe, when you were we a child? We did. My mum had dachshunds. And uh, they were, I mean, I think we just had a sort of progression of dachshunds. We always yeah. had two. And uh, morning. Morning. Oh. You'll be next. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we always had two dachshunds, so that when one sort of shuffled its mortal coil, there would be another one levered in to replace. And uh, 
they were, I just remember them being fine with me, but particularly savage with <laughs> neighbours, postmen, milkmen. <laughs> but it was the days where you didn't care. <laughs> they were the watchdog. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, I mean, if the Daxon bit your neighbour when he came to, you know, div- deliver misdirected post, you just kind of thought, what a good dog. <laughs> so PC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so where did you grow up? Um, well, partly Somerset and partly Sussex. Okay. So, because Dad, Dad taught just outside Taunton and so every school holiday we'd bundle everything into the car and head up to Sussex to stay with my grandparents so it was that was kind of like rabbits guinea pigs dogs budgies lovely it was like a traveling circus (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that was that was fun so that's where your love for animals yeah, I mean, I've always loved animals, but, you know, I suppose it was nurtured in me from a young age. Exactly. And I've never had any fear of animals. Um, no. Apart from, I'm not particularly keen on snakes. And I think I got that from my dad, because uh, he'd been, spent his kind of, you know, his early childhood in India, and... Um, was terrified of snakes as a result. Right. <laughs> what part of India? Um, Kerala, mainly. Oh, lovely. So they were in Kerala and then they went to um, up to Darjeeling for the kind of the hot season. So what did your dad do? Uh, my, my, my grandfather your was grandpa- a tea planter. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And it's on my bucket list to... Uh, Go back and see where the tea plantation was. Oh, that would be fantastic. I know, I really want to do it. My cousin did it, and she went into this kind of kind of clubhouse, and there was a photograph of my grandfather. And they were wonderful. There were these kind of old retainers who remembered him, and it was incredible. That's so, yeah. so nice to hear, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to dogs and back to day to day. How many days do you actually work at the vet? At the moment, I'm working five days, five, oh, really? five part-time days. Yeah, which uh, it's always difficult to get staff. You know, especially dare I say it with the B word. Yeah, um, has made it more difficult. And um, it's yes, it the. The veterinary industry is in a bit of a kind of funny time at the moment because um, there are kind of fewer independents and more chains. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that. So they're taking over, so like the the bigger sort of set, like Medivets, things yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think... It's a bit of sort of swings and roundabouts, you know, whereas everybody sort of younger vets wanted to go and work for the big hospitals and things like that. So I think now, I think there's a certain kind of breed of vet who um, doesn't necessarily want to go and 
be part of that kind of corporate empire. You know, they want to be working for something that's smaller and uh, they're not given ferocious targets to meet, you know. So so it's all about the animal. Yeah. About their patient. Well, I think, you know, wherever you go, you get good care. But, um, you know, it's like with anything, you know, sort of... I have to be very diplomatic here. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but it is like anything, you know, sort of it's... Things change, you know, some, some say, you know, rural practices might have a slightly different... Approach. Approach, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, different animals as well. Yeah. I mean, the majority of sort of towns are domestic animals, aren't they? So, oh, yeah, so absolutely. They're, they're breeds of one's children, so you could get... Um, Morning, morning. Dog fraternity. (laughs) Morning. And I think as well, you know, what we're seeing now is the sort of, you know, because there is a real sort of the pandemic puppy syndrome syndrome where, you know, people bought puppies to, I mean, the the cost of them just went completely through the roof. I mean, thousands, you know, thousands for a puppy. Mm. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so worth every penny, may I say? Well, worth every penny, but I mean, you know, it's kind of it's it's meant that you know, well, not so much now, but there was I, you don't hear of it so much now, but you know, kind of eighteen months ago, yeah, stealing puppies was definitely a thing. Oh gosh, I I still won't tie Reggie up outside anywhere because you know. I, I see it all the time, people cruising past, um, sort of checking out dogs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, would you would you tie a diamond ring worth £3,000 outside a corner shop? No, you take them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's the same with the puppy, you know, dogs. If if you've got a breed that's worth three or £4,000, then... Speaking of which, where is Reggie? He's over there. He's found some friends, I believe. Um, behind the bush there. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, he'll follow. Um, so, so, yeah, no, totally. And, and I've, I've listened to um, the fact that people are actually giving them up because they can't afford them. And, I mean, that's not besides the ones who have been rehomed due to people going back to the office, back to real life, and having to sort of factor in the fact of childcare you know dog care daycare yeah oh absolutely you which know, people, is up to about 30 pounds a day isn't it well people are going back to work and uh, a lot of these dogs haven't really been on their own no you know and they're all sort of you know behavioral things and you know chewing things because they're distressed reggie and... reg there we are <laughs> he says Who's that woman? Waving. <laughs> Who's that woman waving at me? Reggie! Madly? Complete opposite direction. Oh, that's so typical, isn't it? Oh, no, he's coming. Look, he's oh, worked yeah. it out. Worked it out. But, yeah, no, it is terribly sad. I mean, even in here walking, there's a lot of owners um, which have changed owners, should I say. I've noticed with the dogs. Yeah. Especially doodles. Um, and they've said, oh, so-and-so had to give up their, yes. their dog. I was a neighbour, I've taken him over. 
um, due to the fact that going back to work or just not being able to cope with a young family. Yes. Because when everybody was at home, they could walk twice a day. It was an yeah. activity. They loved doing it. Yeah. But yeah. when real life happens and doing things, they realise, you know, it's just like having a child. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, in the clinic, you see these people who've kind of, you know, bringing in these kind of designer dogs or, you know, expensive breeds of dogs. And they've maybe spent, you know, I don't know, God knows how much on them. But then it's like all the regular bills start coming in. Yep. You know. Your pet insurance. um, Pet insurance. Out out of our vets. Yeah. (laughs) Midnight calls. Absolutely, you know. (laughs) To the pal-sized clinic. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Puppy eats something ridiculous, Mm. you know. I mean, we had um, a dog in this week who had eaten not just one or two leaves... But an entire piece lily. Oh, my goodness. I know. How, how, how could you eat that? Well, exactly. Uh, you, <laughs> you might ask that. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know how it did. But anyway, so, you know, it, that was a kind of a costly thing because it was The like, sedation. Yeah, exactly. And sort of, you know, kind of phoning up the veterinary poisons people to find out, you know, what the implications were. Because and what were think, they with a piece lily? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of poisonous for dogs. Yeah. So, yep. But it was he okay? Yeah, 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 he was fine. That's but good. so, no, we have a sort of an annual subscription to the Veterinary Poisons Bureau so that, uh, you know, we can cope with kind of like large dogs eating ridiculous things you know and what is the top poisonous thing which oh god chocolate chocolate's a big one really yeah so when that happens you know we ask people to bring in the wrappers if they can find them because then we can see what the cocoa content is because obviously the darker the chocolate you know so eating a bar of you know godiva 90 percent cocoa would be pretty grim but a Cadbury's milk isn't quite so bad okay so you you could work out the demographic of where a dog yeah, comes absolutely. from whether yeah. they're next to planet organic or not yeah <laughs> I don't think organic matters it's just the cocoa gosh so. and um so the socks and the toys and the balls they're not so po- or bones I mean chicken bones used to be quite popular well I think here I again I have to be terribly diplomatic I mean I would say it's a rule of thumb not to give kind of you know cooked bones um lamb bone splinter yeah chicken bone splinter um you know a kind of a big beef bone from the butcher is okay but it's one of those things that you probably need to start them off young so that they get used to crunching them up i mean our old dog dudley just kind of you know he would know how to eat a bone and he'd eat it slowly. Okay, not walk but it down. But if they're not used to it and they suddenly think, whoa, a chicken bone, they find it in the park and they kind of gobble it down without properly grinding it up, you know, you could be in for a bit of a costly vet bill. Yeah, absolutely. I, I give Reggie marrow bones. Yes. And yes. Um, he absolutely loves that. And it's good for their teeth. Yes. Yeah, I think they're okay. I mean... And the other thing you have to be terribly careful about is those kind of rawhide yes. shoes, you know, sort of, it's like, 
you know, the kind of cheaper ones, um, they can kind of, you know, especially when they're younger dogs, they can kind of chew up and they can get stuck in their digestive system. Oh, really? You know, the ones that are in the shapes of sort of shoes and things. Oh, yes, the ones from the pet shop. And yeah, the, yeah. In the cheap corner. <laughs> we sound so snotty, don't we? <laughs> no, but, you know... The cheap no, no, but they're always low down and the good bones are always high up. Yes, And Reggie's yes. always on two legs going, mm, I would like that one, please. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But the... Or you can use those antlers, the... Um, yes, I've never tried those. I, yeah, he I has believe, those. I believe that they do sort of make the dog somewhat windy. Mm. <laughs> yes, but then that... I mean, that, that's a problem, isn't it, with dogs in general? <laughs> how, how does one stop the wind? Well, I think... It's the food. It is the food. I think it is the food. I mean, these two, I sound as though I'm kind of like selling it, but these two are on Hill's food. I used to give that to my Labrador. Yeah, and... But um, for diet requirements, because she, she was just a hoover and she had weight problems with short legs. Yes. Whereas Reggie's quite athletic and burns it off. Well, I think we had, where was it? We had somebody, one of our animals, oh, it was a cat, I think, um, was on the hills, metabolic and mobility, because he was a bit of a fatso and also a bit sort of arthritic. And it was brilliant, you know, I kind of thought, I should be able to get a human equivalent, you know. <laughs> it obviously had, I don't know, green lit muscles, I think, in it. But it just made him lose weight. It was excellent. So what do you? So you just feed them dry food, no they wet food. They have now. the hills food, and they have um, a quarter of a small thing of Lily's kitchen. Yeah, that's very good. Or butternut squash. Well, it just you know I I, I know it's psychological. I mean, they probably eat the biscuits on their own if they were hungry. But you know, it just especially with Fee, who's you know a skinny mini. I kind of feel. I want to encourage her to eat all her food at one go, as opposed to leave it and then. Do have you feed them twice a day or just the once? Feed them twice yeah. a day. So they have their breakfast at eight thirty, and they have their tea when I get back from work, sort of about yeah two thirty three. Something o'clock. to look forward to. Do you, yeah. So, so when did you um, take the lunch out for them? When did I do? Did, did you ever give them a third meal, as in lunch, when they were younger? Um. No, because when we got Brody, he was probably six months old because we were his third home. So he'd lived with somebody on a canal boat. Oh, how exciting. As a, as a small puppy in Hackney. And I think <laughs> of course. He, and I think he kept hurtling himself off the canal boat. So I think that was a bit nerve-wracking. So he then gave him to some friends uh-huh. and they had um, two slightly older children you know kind of nine ten and a baby that was crawling and uh, it didn't that didn't work out and when he'd gone in for his second vaccination um, David had said oh, I'd always, I've always wanted a dog like this because he's a bit like do you remember Last of the Summer Wine? Claude Greengrass's dog. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, 
you I've never thought of that yes yeah many hours watching that yeah 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 so I mean you know he'd always liked that dog so he got a phone call so, so probably a few weeks later saying you know what you said about the, the puppy did you mean it and I got back from I've been doing puppy classes with Joe and I got home and there was this puppy in my front room and I said oh I recognize this dog whose dog is this and one of the boys friends was there and uh, I said Lyle is this your dog and he went no and I said who does this dog belong to and they said us and I said no and uh, I soon realised that not only had I got was the puppy there, his bed, his leads, his toys, <laughs> his food. <laughs> it's yours. I know. And then I thought he was a wolfhound, and I googled wolfhounds, and I saw they only lived to be about sort of seven years old. And I was, I was furious because we'd only just lost yeah. Jerry, and I thought. Yeah, I, I don't want a dog that's only going to live for Reggie six years. It's it's yeah. You want to have much. it for yeah. And how how many years later is this? Well, this is this is four years ago. Okay, so, but he's but he's obviously not Wolfhound because if he was, he'd be as big as a bloody house. But he has the exact same face. Yes, and um, I would just say he's a town Wolfhound. <laughs> yes, a mini wolfhound. Not a forest wolfhound. Yeah. He's super cute. And I love his coat. Do you have to groom him every day? <laughs> no. I don't. And David occasionally brushes him out. But he loves water and he went down to the sea with at the weekend and uh, they were both of them paddling in rock pools. And he was loving it. So after that, it's rather like a sort of deep conditioning treatment. Oh, yes, his... hair conditioner. Yes, yes. Wait, so what do you use as the shampoo? Uh, Kotex, if I'm going to do it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there's a really nice one that um, is oatmeal and something, and it just smells delicious. I've been told about that. Do you sell that? Yeah. Okay, I'll come and get some. Um, but, I mean, I've got a bottle that I think I bought, well, I think when Dudley was a puppy. So, and, he'd, and he died two years ago and, oh, and he still, lived to be 18. And you still have and, it? And I still have it and it's still okay. Oh gosh, okay. So that, so it was a really good investment. There aren't many things that you could say you bought 18 How years. How big's the bottle? It's about sort of maybe almost a litre. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you think about it, if you buy sort of one of those little bottles of shampoo and it costs you sort of six quid in boots or whatever. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try that because I know the oatmeal's really and good. And they do a the medicated one as well. Hiya. We're just yeah. talking. Yeah, they, do, <laughs> they do a medicated one, if you know. So when then they do this kind of oatmeal, delicious smelling one, which is the one I use. Okay. Oh, you've just sticked a ball. That's Reggie's. It's fine. It's fine. He's such a bimbo. He lets he he lets his ball go. I've lost so many in here. But oh, I find Tiverton. Look, giving it back. Tiverton Green okay. is the worst place for balls. Yeah, I've lost. You know, I lost 
I've all two days running in there and I just it makes you so cross because you just can't find them. No, and especially when they're the chuck it ones. Um, yes. Because, I mean, they're better because those, you know, a tennis ball becomes so soggy when you pick it up, oh. whereas the rubbery ones are better. But um, other dogs prefer them. They yes, like exactly. To, they like to go home with them. <laughs> I know, I had a, one, on, this one on a rope that I got from, I think I got it off Amazon or something like that. And it was brilliant because it was kind of hard rubber and it would bounce and it would go for miles and he loved it. And that went. Yeah. And I was so cross afterwards, actually. Morning. Morning. We'll see you on the next round. Have you interviewing, are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be next. So, um, so after this, you take them home or take them to work with you? No, I take them home and they have... Uh, a dog treating when we get in and the boys are both at home at the moment uh so they'll kind of you know they've got a bit of company that's nice and uh, and then yes. i'll feed them when i get back at 2 30. okay so so they just chill at home always that's it and yeah even, even... i mean you know they're the kind of breed i mean they you know they're kind of they just kind of flop out they're quite happy to sleep have a walk go to sleep that's their routine yeah and it, do you allow them everywhere in the house yes we do <laughs> yes we do yes and uh, dare i say even on the bed which uh, what's their home <laughs> well but i mean i do find that um it's like i end up sleeping in this kind of slither on the side <laughs> You know, and you kind of wake up and think, if I turn over, I'm going to fall out. <laughs> so they sleep between you and David? Yes. Brody sleeps at the bottom, Phoebe sleeps between us. Oh. And you? if you were away, do they go and take preference to one of the boys? Um, yes, they both. Well, they both like Leo's room. I don't know quite why. I think because the cats, one of the cats goes and sleeps with... George so when he's there so yeah they both like going in Leo's room being with the boys you know Aww. being in with the gang well it's so lovely chatting and thank you so much for your time because I know you're busy off to work now so yep. um and I wish um, well I'm shame I'm not going to be here on Sunday yeah I know well I hope it all goes well and I just pray that the weather holds off and we're not sort of operating in a monsoon because uh, that would be so disappointing it really would and i mean you know helen who's organizing it has been doing so much work and it would be just such a shame if it's all well, fingers all, like, crossed. Rats, yeah. absolutely fingers crossed yeah it, it, it the rain keeps off and comes later in the day so absolutely I wish you lots of luck with that and thank you so much for your time joe you're welcome all right, all right. bye for now bye bye, bye. bye.